One of the most unusual business decisions Disney ever made was the creation of extraterrestrial alien encounter in Magic Kingdom. It was a ride inspired by Ridley Scott's horrific alien franchise and was definitely not what most fans expected from the park. The way that they marketed it too was just so strange. One of the promos for its release was an hour-long documentary including interviews with real-life alien abductees as part of the ride's promotion. This documentary was quickly pulled off the air by Disney because of the effects parents thought it would have on their children's fragile psychology. But that would only stir up more controversy about the ride. People started to think that Disney knew more about extraterrestrials than they were letting on and were trying to disclose the truth to the public but were forced by the government or some other entity to stop. There still really is no official explanation as to why they included these horrific interviews as an advertisement for a kid's theme park ride. But after you hear my story, I'm sure you might have some of your own theories. The first time I went on the ride was back in 1995. It was the only horror-based attraction I'd ever been on, which was probably not a great idea considering I was kind of a big wuss back then. I made it through just fine though, and like most young boys after completing a scary ride, I wanted to go a hundred more times afterwards. My parents were not really into that, so they convinced me to go check out the rest of the park. However, they did buy me the ride photo as sort of a peace offering, which I was grateful for. We finished out the day and I didn't suspect anything out of the norm had happened. It wasn't until I looked at the ride photo a few weeks later that I noticed something weird in it. The pictures from that attraction are taken from a distance, but when I looked closely, I noticed an older teenage boy sitting next to me, his eyes wide as if he'd seen a ghost. The strange thing about it was he was looking right at me, as if expecting me to help him or something. I mean, I didn't even know him. Why would he think that? I showed the photo to my parents and asked if they remembered him coming out of the ride with me. They claimed they didn't remember, but that they could have missed him and really didn't think much of it. Something still just really bugged me about it though. Later on that night, I sat up in my bed as I had a realization. The shirt that the boy had on in the photo was one of my shirts. It was a rare vintage MGM Studios shirt that my dad had given me from when he was a kid, but it was too big so I never wore it. Curious, I went to go check my closet to see if it was still in there. It wasn't. That was when things started to get weird for me. I would have never thrown that shirt out. It was something I really treasured from my dad. Then later that night I had a dream with that boy in it. We were walking through Disney laughing and joking when all of a sudden he randomly started begging me to help him. I had no idea why but he was really desperate. In the dream he told me I had to go find him at the alien encounter ride before it was too late. I remember my mind cutting back and forth from him to flashes of the ride, just repeating the number 22 over and over again, like some kind of weird music video. Then he screamed and I woke up in a pool of sweat. I didn't have dreams like that normally. Usually they were kind of all over the place and didn't really say much. I felt like I had to try and follow them. So the next day, the first thing I asked my parents was when we could go back to Disney next. They were weirded out that I was already asking to go back again. I mean, we weren't made of money after all. Following a pretty much full day of nagging though, 
I got my mom to agree to take the weekend and drive me over there the next couple weeks, as long as I promised I would stop asking her about it. Two weeks later, it was finally time to head back. It was a few hours' drive, but I didn't even notice the time. I just kept wondering what I'd find once I got on the ride. We finally arrived to a fairly empty park, no lines at all. It was actually a great time to go. My mom was thrown off by my immediate beeline to the alien counter ride. It wasn't long before she was on to the fact that I had a mission there, because she suddenly stopped me and asked what was going on. So I told her about the boy and the dream and everything. Surprisingly, she didn't really say much about it. She just told me if I felt like I had to check it out, then that's what we would do. We got to the attraction and were ushered into the seating area before the show started. I looked around the different rows trying to see if there was anything out of the norm that could help me figure out what was going on with that kid. I went to the chairs we were sitting in and noticed they actually had little numbers on the back of them. I discovered that the seat the kid had been in was seat number 22. At that point I knew I had to sit there in order to see what he saw, so I did. The lights in the room began to flash and sound from the voice at the beginning of the show echoed through the area. It was going normally until I looked down at my arm and realized it wasn't there. I shrieked and tried to stand up, but my legs were already gone as well. Losing consciousness, I awoke in this metal room connected to a hallway. The walls were bare, and the only thing I could see around me was a metal ring around the spot I'd woken up in. I breathed in a huge sigh of relief realizing my arms and legs were back, even though I still had no idea where I was. I suddenly heard muffled screams from down the hall and went to go see what it was. I turned the corner and saw these rows of people encapsulated in some kind of thick gel going all the way up a wall, probably about a hundred feet. On the bottom row, I saw the boy from the ride photo stuck to the wall as well. I went over and tried to help him by sticking my hands into the gel. It was extremely sticky, and once you put your hand in, it was hard to get out, especially since it made them feel totally numb. At that point, I heard this deep, moaning sound coming from down a dark tunnel at the other side of the room. I saw the boy's eyes look over towards it, wide with terror. His mouth was full of the gel, stopping him from speaking, but I could tell from his expression I didn't want to see what happened if it found me. Reacting quickly, I pushed my hands deep into the thick gel, grabbing a hold of his arms, finally able to pull him out. Just as he was free of the gel, we saw this very long neck curve around the corner into the other end of the room. It looked half organic, half robotic, and wormed from left to right, looking around in every direction. Quickly hiding behind a steel container, we watched the neck continue to extend in our direction. It turned towards the wall and stretched up across the various rows of prisoners, analyzing them with its bionic eye. Once it found someone, it plunged its head into the gel and pulled them out with its teeth. As soon as the man was released from the gel, he began screaming in terror. The creature brought him back down the wall and carried him into the tunnel. I shuddered with fear as the man's screams faded away into the darkness. 
Eric, come on, the voice said as he signaled for me to follow him down the hall. We ran towards the room I had come in from and passed it, turning another corner. Suddenly, from the end of that hallway, another neck came around the corner. This time, I could see its weird, bulky body behind it, crawling towards us. We quickly entered a room with a touchscreen on the wall and another circle at the center. This is how they send people back. Get in the circle, he yelled. I hesitated as the creature's neck suddenly shot around the corner and extended into the room. Its mouth opened up to reveal rows of terrifying sharp teeth. Quick, go, he yelled, putting his hand on the touchscreen. As I ran to the center, the terrifying head bit down on the boy's shoulder, but not before he could push the button on the screen, sending me back. I woke up in my seat at Alien Encounter, horrified. Looking over at my mom, I asked how long I was gone for. She said I was next to her the entire time, at least from what she could tell. I gazed back up at the show and realized only a few seconds had actually passed. Afterwards, I tried getting back through the portal many, many times, experimenting with several different seats, but was never able to figure out how to get through successfully. Perhaps the creatures or Disney realized I'd found the portal and sealed it up or moved it. Now that the ride's gone, I'll probably never find my way back. I didn't have any other dreams with Mysterious Boy either, so if he's still trying to contact me, I guess it's not getting through. I still do have that ride photo with him up on my wall to this day, and the weirdest thing about it is how much I've grown to look just like him. I only hope someday I'll figure out why. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. Leave your craziest UFO experiences in the comments. I'm curious if anyone out there has had them. Remember to like this video and subscribe to my channel, as well as join the Discord. All that stuff really does help. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.